working man, 40 and above, who's looking to make positive changes to his health, lose weight, and become stronger overall through simple lifestyle changes. I'm here to share inspiration, tips, and proven lessons that I've personally learned and lived through in my 40 plus years on this here beautiful blue planet. So today we'll start the discussion off by talking about the seven consequences of not drinking enough water throughout the day in our first segment. And then we'll move on to our second segment and talk about the seven super effective dumbbell exercises that'll hit almost every muscle in your body. And before we get into that, if you'd like to join the conversation, then head on over to podcast.daspination.com slash VIP to get on the VIP Insiders community, where I share more entertaining behind-the-scenes stories, tips, and hacks that'll keep you feeling younger each and every day. That's podcast.daspination.com slash VIP. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com slash VIP. Be in the know, starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now. And leave me a nice, fat, juicy, five-star review. And some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps me get the word out, and it's honestly the one place where your vote truly matters. Now, let's move into our first segment with Healthy Conversations. So hey, uh, in this week's installment of uh, Healthy Conversations, we're talking about seven consequences of not drinking enough water. So we're heading into these summer months, and um, yeah, I don't know about you, but it is hot by us. It went, it literally went practically from winter right into summer. There was a little bit, like a little tiny bit of springtime weather in there, but for us on the East Coast over here, we've had a little mini heat wave, if you will, I guess, I suppose. And I'm sure the first thing that comes to mind is, like, you're probably saying, well, Isai, you're going to dehydrate, right? If you don't drink enough water. <laughs> and yes, you're right. But we're talking about more than just that. In fact, I can't help but wonder what our nomadic ancestors would think <laughs> if they were alive today. Like, seeing us clutching water bottles 24-7, like 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 uh, you know, days a year. <laughs> like, we do this regardless of the fact that our lives aren't exactly physically grueling. You know what I mean? Like actually kind of the opposite again we've been living this sedentary life recently and and this couldn't be farther from the truth you know And, and it's kind of funny if you think about it you know still even though we may have taken water dependence to the next level like our instincts aren't wrong you know like drinking enough water is super important like water as you know, is required to perform nearly every bodily function that we have. I mean, we're 60% water-based creatures after all. And many people are unknowingly mildly dehydrated most of the time, you know? 
And sometimes when when people hear mildly dehydrated, quote unquote, like they wonder, like, how can that be? Like, how is that? How am I dehydrated? Like I drink water, <laughs> you know, but the reality is that you lose water regularly throughout the day when you breathe, when you sweat, <laughs> you know, when, when you're digesting food, like without you even knowing it, you're slowly dehydrating throughout the day. And when our bodies are low on water, there are consequences that, that come up that you have to deal with. And some are obvious and just like, you know, mildly annoying, but others can actually be crippling. And so this is what happens if you're not drinking enough water. The first consequence of dehydration or not drinking enough water are headaches. <laughs> you know, your noggin is often the first or at least the most obvious part of your body to ring the alarm on an H2O deficiency. So as soon as your body starts losing that water to the point where, <laughs> you know, your, your brain notices the effect, you most likely will be ticked off because your head starts to hurt. And it usually does so in the form of like, you know, a mild to a severe pain, you know? So what happens is that, well, <laughs> you know, since the blood vessels around your brain are, you know, super sensitive, if you don't drink enough water, they basically react to the change in the blood flow in your brain, <laughs> you know? And, and that basically increases the likelihood of you having a headache. The second consequence of not drinking enough water is constipation. <laughs> so simply put, <laughs> when, when there's not enough water running through your digestive system, <laughs> it can show signs of struggle, which typically shows up in your system as constipation. And before you start bulking up on the fiber, just, you know, just, just be aware that the more fiber you take in, in <laughs> the more water you'll actually need to be drinking because fiber actually requires water in order to be properly digested so <laughs> without it you might actually experience additional symptoms on top of your constipation like bloating and, and gas you know so don't do it <laughs> you know water is also necessary for your body to form saliva and saliva <laughs> is also necessary for your overall gut function because think about it where does digestion actually start you know like as soon as you put something in your mouth the first thing that happens is you know it, it's engulfed or it's it's uh, doused with, with saliva you know digestion starts in your mouth you know so yeah it's kind of important you know what I mean so consequence number three is fatigue you could I mean you can easily be fatigued for any number of reasons so it might be hard to connect this symptom to dehydration but still you know not enough water in your body can seriously make you feel tired <laughs> this has to do like at least in part with the changes in the amount of blood in your body that's caused by these water shortages you know what I mean for uh you know a lack of better terms so if you're feeling the uh you know quote unquote that after lunch slump you know then having a glass of water might be a better first step rather than sipping on coffee or tea, you know, which could actually further dehydrate you even more, you know, so be careful with that. Now, the fourth consequence is a funny one. Like this, this one is uh, hunger. <laughs> like I get, I get on my son for this one all the time because 
dehydration can also make you feel hungry before you even feel that you know your body is thirsty that signal to your brain saying hey uh, you know i'm thirsty like it doesn't make it to your brain when you're dehydrated you know i'm always telling my son to drink more water when he comes to me and tells me that hey you know he's like hey daddy i'm hungry daddy i'm hungry or daddy i'm hungry you know i know he's like dehydrated because the water that i had previously poured for him like with lunch or breakfast or whatever it's still sitting in like in his cup half full at dinner time you know what i mean and he's coming to me like hey <laughs> like i'm hungry I'm t- and i and i get on him like hey you need to drink more water you're dehydrated but it's funny how how the brain does this to us you know like and, and it's because both signals come from the same part of the brain <laughs> the hypothalamus and wires can actually get crossed so to speak you know what i mean the result <laughs> might be a necessary snacking like with my son coming to me after an hour after he just ate and telling me that he's hungry so you know it's worth drinking water before eating if you know you've recently eaten and you know you shouldn't be hungry again <laughs> you know it, it could be that dehydration leading into consequence number five is impaired brain function <laughs> so we've been kind of talking about this uh starting with the whole hunger thing you know y- your body when you're dehydrated some signals don't even make it to your brain <laughs> you know and uh you know, the, there's a the, the author of the book uh, Brain Food, uh, The Surprising Science of Eating for Cognitive Power, says that staying hydrated is, is the number one priority when it comes to brain health. In fact, even a 2 to 4% decrease in your, in your body mass due to dehydration can throw your brain off balance and out of whack. And one study even found that mild dehydration produced a significant increase in minor driving errors during a long drive. So go figure that, like dehydration or that lack of water in your body can really throw your your system out of whack, you know? Like it can really screw with your your brain and all all your systems, so drink more water. Consequence number six is a bad mood. So did you know that not being properly hydrated can actually affect your mood? Seriously, like actually uh, a small study of young women showed how mild dehydration had negative effects. It's funny how this study was all women, but that's another story for a different day. But what they found was that the body requires water to produce hormones and other neurotransmitters. So it makes sense that dehydration causes mood swings. How about that? (laughs) Consequence number seven is overheating. So this one is kind of self-explanatory. Like hydration helps to maintain a comfortable body temperature. That's just, that's just the facts. You know, this is why dehydration can make you feel overheated, especially in hot environments, you know? So if you're feeling the heat, you know, you might want to try uh, raising a glass, (laughs) if you will, before you lower the thermostat, because the problem may simply be that your body needs more cooling, so to speak. You know what I mean? So it needs to cool down and you're, you're feeling hot, but what you really need 
need is a little water, a little hydration to bring that internal body heat down a bit, you know? Now, now keep an eye out for these symptoms, these uh, consequences, because if you're feeling one or some of these, like you may need to up your water intake for the day, especially now that we're, again, that we're heading into these summer months. Uh, well, like I said earlier, at least here in the US we are, you know? Actually, drop in the comments where on this beautiful blue marble <laughs> you're tuning in from. I'm, I'm curious to know, are you heading into summer like we are over here? Or are you heading into winter? Let me know down in the comments. And remember that the more you know, the better you'll be. And so with all that said and done, let's switch gears and move on to our second segment with Mighty Man. So in this installment of Mighty Man, we're talking about the seven super effective dumbbell exercises that'll hit almost every muscle in your body. So let me ask you something here. <laughs> How are your body weight exercises at home coming along? Like, are you seeing the progress you wanted to see when you first started working out at home? Because <laughs> let me know in the comments, drop it down there. Because what I found is that after months of doing body weight exercises alone, like in your living room, obviously, you're, you're probably ready to try something new. Am I right? <laughs> and while you could certainly mix things up by ordering, let's say, um, a Peloton bike or a fancy trampoline or something, <laughs> you can also choose to up the ante on your uh, at-home workouts with one of the most basic and affordable, gotta put that in there, <laughs> pieces of equipment for, you know, that your money can actually buy. Seriously, a simple set of uh, dumbbells will easily, easily upgrade your workouts to the next level. And that's because adding weights into your workout is a great way <laughs> to increase the overall strength and tone of your muscles, not to mention improving your balance, flexibility, and stability, you know? But reaching for a good quality set for the first time can be a little overwhelming at first. Like me, personally, I love supplementing uh, body weight exercises with dumbbells to, you know, essentially make the movements harder and more challenging for me. And adding progressive weight to your workouts forces the muscles to constantly have to adapt and rebuild themselves stronger. This makes your at-home workouts highly effective. And this is the key, the key here to creating those desired uh, next level, quote unquote, like those next level results that you're looking for. And now when you're first getting started with beginner dumbbell exercises, like I suggest that you keep it simple and choose light dumbbells, you know, guys, I I'm serious. Like ideally between 20 and 30 pounds or whatever you feel is light for you. I know there's a few ladies out there that, that listen to me. So obviously 20 to 30 pounds might be a little too heavy for you. Maybe five to 10 or 10 to 15, 15, like in that, again, whatever you feel is quote unquote light for you, you know, but that that's the key, especially if you haven't been working out with any sort of weights or any resistance or anything like that. You want to start down low and work yourself up, <laughs> you know, you want to be able to learn the exercise, uh, the movements correctly, and then execute proper form before upgrading the weight, you know? So basically you don't want the weight to be too heavy, you know? The right weight dumbbells ensure that you train effectively without putting the wrong type of strain on your muscle. <laughs> Again, you want to train smarter, not harder, so you eliminate the risk of potential injury. And remember that using heavy weight doesn't equal results when it's used 
used the wrong way. So you'll want to start off by focusing on more basic stationary moves like squats and uh, chest presses and rows, um, uh, bicep curls. That's another, you know, fundamental or uh, shoulder presses and uh, the tricep extensions. Like these are all fundamental movements that you need to essentially master. You know what I mean? <laughs> Before you move on to uh, bigger or heavier weights, you know? So first things first, get that form down right with the lighter weights. And then once you get the fundamentals down to a science, that's when you can add in some compound moves where you work the upper and lower body together. And so once you get to this point, I've got seven super, super effective exercises that you can add into your workouts that'll basically hit every friggin' muscle in your body. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> All right, let's do this then. Exercise number one is the bent over row. So for this movement, what you're gonna do is first you'll, uh, you know, you'll grab your dumbbell in each hand, obviously, <laughs> and then you want to hinge just a little bit at the waist, tiny bit, you know, not so deep like a, you know, Romanian deadlift, but somewhere in the middle of like standing up straight and an RDL or, you know, AKA Romanian deadlift. You'll want to bend your knees with your feet, hips width apart, you know? So then you'll, uh, you know, you'll push your hips back and then roll your shoulders back also, you know, to bend your upper body down just a little so you can keep your spine straight. And now <laughs> with your spine straight, knees bent, and that, you know, slight hinge at the waist, keep your arms relaxed and down, similar to an RDL, but just not as far down again. Like you're not hinging as deep, but it's going to be similar. Like the start, that starting position is going to be similar. You're just not hinged as deep. And what you do is you pull your arms up with your elbows in tight to your body and at, uh, you know, you pull it up to about a 90 degree angle until the weights are parallel to your hips. So you want to bring up the weights up to your, uh, basically up to your hips, keeping your elbows in tight and ending in like um, a 90 degree bend in your elbows. Squeeze the back of your shoulders together when you get to the top of the move, then slowly lower your arms back down to the starting position. Super, super simple, yet again, super effective because it works your legs, your arms, shoulders, and uh, you know, if you keep your core tight, which you should be doing it'll work your core as well so booyah exercise number two alternating dumbbell curl to an overhead press now this is a mouthful but it's actually pretty simple <laughs> it's it's this this move is actually a sweet two for one deal it targets your arms and shoulders at the same time so here you'll start in like a standing position so basically you know standing up straight with a dumbbell in each hand bend at your elbows to curl the weights up to your shoulders and now while you're going through the curling motion from the starting position at your hips and ending at your shoulders be sure to keep your palms facing your body and your elbows glued to your sides as you curl up to your shoulders so it's kind of like uh it's basically like a hammer curl uh, is what is what we're looking for here and slowly bring your arms out to your sides while keeping the dumbbells at your at shoulder height still keeping your elbows as close 
close to the body as possible. Now press the weights up overhead and keep your palms facing forward. And then once you hit the top of the movement or basically when your arms are fully extended uh, upward, then slowly reverse the move and return to the starting position. So again, that's a whole like a, a hammer curl Then you bring your arms out, keeping the elbows tight and then you press up. And with this exercise, you're looking for slow, methodical movements throughout the whole exercise. I like this one because it really hits the shoulders and biceps really good. You're really gonna feel that after, you know, your first or second set for sure. Moving on to the third exercise is the dumbbell lateral raise. Now this one kind of sounds <laughs> maybe like the last exercise but trust me it's not once you hear me out here you'll see that they're like basically totally different exercises I mean it's just as efficient and as effective but we're not doing the same movements they're, but they're not you know they're they're not the same movements so this exercise is again super super simple and involves raising a set of dumbbells out to your sides until they're parallel to your shoulders you're basically creating a t-shape with your body now make sure to engage your core and glutes as you move and uh you know start with light weights until you master the slow control motion of the move because this is a simple simple move here but i also have to warn you because it's an easy move to perform but it's equally as easy to hurt yourself with your with this shoulder exercise now that being said <laughs> this bad boy does a great job at targeting your deltoids aka your shoulder muscles so again slow controlled movements is what you're after here start with the dumbbells at your hips and slowly raise them to shoulder height and think of it as if you're forming a T with your body and arms some would call this the uh, Jesus Christ position <laughs> again your arms are straight out and in the T position but obviously instead of your palms facing forward as in would be the Jesus Christ position you would want your palms down as you're holding uh, you know the dumbbells great 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 exercise for working your shoulders here and uh, yeah good one good one so but moving on to exercise number four the goblet squat I really like these like generally I do these with a kettlebell but a dumbbell works just as good here and weights aren't just for working your arms and shoulders you can <laughs> use dumbbell exercises to hit your lower body is also and the goblet squat does that perfectly so the way this one goes is uh, if you've never done it before is you know you hold a single medium to heavy weight uh, with one end in each hand and then you lower down into a squat until your butt is slightly below your knees the key is to hold that um, to hold that weight right like high on your chest almost right under your uh, your chin not so much that you know that, that you have to kind of uh, bring your chin up but but you want you still want that comfortably right under your chin basically and, and that's basically it <laughs> you know you hold that weight right there at your chest slowly come down you know down into a squat until your butt is slightly below your knees and that's basically it now drive back up through your heels and return to standing that that's the key right there is putting that force into your heels to to basically explode up you know what i mean now one thing i'll say here is that you'll want to squeeze your glutes as you reach the top of the move <laughs> this will give your glutes a nice little burn and help shape and form that little bum bum you know what i mean actually another thing i'll add here is to make sure to keep your chest proud and eyes up to maintain proper form throughout and again use slower methodical movements to really get the most out of this move 
The only time that you're not going to be slow is when you're coming up. You want to kind of explode up. Not, you know, you're not jumping, you know, but you're not coming, you're not, you're not coming up slow. I guess you could come up slow, but you know, that's not the exercise. Uh, and that, that's basically it. That's all there is to that move. Exercise number five, the weighted reverse lunge. We all know and love reverse lunges. Am I right? <laughs> but you can really kick your lunges up a notch just by adding some weight into the mix. You know, so basically hold a dumbbell in each hand and take a nice big step back with one leg. And then you, you wanna drop down into your lunge and make sure that your front knee stays behind your toes. That's key right there. Then drive up through your front foot to return back to standing and then repeat on the other side. There's really not much to this one, but oh baby, if you do them slowly, maybe hold it for a second or two in the down position and then, and then again, slowly come back up, posture up, squeeze them glutes. Trust me, you're gonna feel it after the first or second set for sure. Trust me on that. <laughs> Moving on to exercise number six is the dumbbell wood chop. This one is another one of those exercises that really hit and carve up your midsection. Yep, you heard that right. <laughs> you can use dumbbells to work your core. That's what I'm talking about because who doesn't like a nice sexy core, a nice six pack going on there, or even just a general shape as I am. <laughs> if you ain't blessed with the six pack just yet. You know, now this move involves twisting through your abs and obliques to raise a weight above your head and basically imitates the act uh, or action of chopping wood, hence the, the name of dumbbell wood chop. So what you want to do is first hold the top of a weight in both hands at one side of your body, then stabilize your core as you pivot to reach it up above your opposite shoulder as if you were swinging an axe. <laughs> you know, then swipe it back down to the starting position as you rotate through your feet. Now, I enunciated the rotate for a reason, <laughs> you know, because that's important. And unlike actual chopping of wood, where you'll probably be going at it <laughs> and really releasing some stress, with this movement, you'll want to really control the movements to get the most out of them and really focus on the twisting of your core. You want a little speed, but not too much. Again, your goal is to control the chopping movement. And one of the key factors of that control is that rotation in your feet. It's keeping that feet rotating properly. And last but not least, we have exercise number seven, the single leg deadlift, or as it's otherwise known, single leg RDL. Now this hip dominant one-sided move does a great job at targeting your hips and glutes one side at a time. And you basically start off by simply holding a weight in one hand and stabilizing your foot on the opposite side. So basically you wanna bend your standing knee just a bit and slowly lower the weight down toward the floor. You also wanna keep the weight in the opposite hand that you're standing on. So if you're standing on your right leg, then the weight will be in your left hand, you know? Pretty obvious, right? Don't forget to keep your chest proud, your back flat, and your hips nice and square. And then, again, the foot on the same side as your weight will be back behind you. Once it's there, activate your floating leg, the leg that's behind you, throughout this movement by flexing your foot. Keep that foot nice and flexed, and that'll help you fire up your glutes just a bit. Drive through your standing leg so you can easily return to a standing position and track that movement with your gaze to maintain proper form. 
form. And that's about it. There's really nothing to this exercise. Actually, once you think about it, there's not much with any of these exercises, but man, oh man, when, when you lock in the right form and then you give each of these several good sets of 10 reps each, let me tell you, you're gonna feel it for sure. Now you can actually string these together into a workout in and of itself, or if you want, if you, if you prefer, I should say, you can kind of sprinkle them into other workouts to keep your body and your muscles confused, <laughs> you know? You always wanna keep your muscles guessing and wondering, what are we doing next? What, what's the next exercise? What are we, like, you don't wanna fall into a pattern with your workouts. Definitely do not want that to happen because that's when you'll find, you know, you don't get the results that you're looking for when you fall into those habits. But when you pepper in these exercises here and there, you keep your body movement. That's when you'll find good results. That's when the magic happens. And that is when people's heads start turning. And you know what? You can do it. I believe in you. I'm here for you. You can do it. And so with all that said and done, that's it, you guys. That's my show for today. Hope you found some valuable information here. And if nothing else, hope I've entertained you for a few minutes and was able to bring a little manly sunshine to your day. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to me. It's very much appreciated. On next week's episode, we'll be talking about the number one thing that gets women to swipe right. So fellas, you definitely do not want to miss out on that. <laughs> if you love what you heard in today's episode and want more actionable topics just like these, then you, my friend, need to join the conversation with me and the rest of the community by heading on over to podcast.daspination.com slash VIP to get on the VIP Insiders community where I share exclusive raw behind-the-scenes stories, tips, and hats that'll keep you feeling younger and younger each and every day. That's podcast.daspination.com slash VIP. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com slash VIP. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now. And leave me a nice, fat, juicy, five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps me get the word out. It's honestly the one place where your vote truly matters. Till the next chat, take care now. Bye.